I love that music. It's so much fun. I do too. I yeah. enjoy it every time it comes on. Yeah, it's it's great stuff. Well, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Fusion Underground Season 2, Episode 5 now. Wow, gosh. We're blazing we're, through. We're, we're getting up there. We're yeah. getting up there. It's crazy. And yeah, here at the Fusion Underground, what we try to do is we try to make sense of the world by having principal discussions about such topics as entertainment, current events, politics, and culture. Our mission is to educate people to become critical thinkers so they can live more empowered and happier lives. As always, I'm your host, Manuel Ramirez, and I'm joined in the virtual studio by my co-host, Jason Moret. How are you doing, brother? I'm good, brother. How are you? I am doing well. I'm doing well. So I'm excited for this, uh, for, for this episode. Yeah, that scares me just a little bit. because. <laughs> Well, because you never tell me what we're going to talk about. You're like, oh, I got some good stuff for you. This is going to be fun. And that usually yeah. means you're going to poke me or yeah. poke the bear oh, just yeah. to hear me go off so that you can Absolutely. sit back and giggle. Uh, de- definitely. <laughs> we're, we're definitely going to, we are definitely going to be doing that tonight because there are, there are several different things that have happened over the last week. Uh-huh. I'm trying my hardest not to assemble the soapbox oh no oh no i I, no well i will try my hardest to put the soapbox underneath your feet sir (laughs) (laughs) trying really hard really 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 hard well you gotta understand you know me on a rant is just that's just me Mm. when you actually get on a rant all of our listeners seem to really enjoy that so yeah, I don't know why. As a duty to our listening audience, I feel it is incumbent upon me as your, your wonderful co-host to support their well wishes and make sure that you are properly pedestaled. <laughs> fair enough. Fair, and, fair enough. I wanted to, I wanted to uh, share this. You sent this to me a few days ago, but I wanted to share this for, uh, for everybody to watch. Because I it's sent a, something to yeah, you? you sent oh, this okay. you sent this to me, and uh, it's absolutely it's uh, it's absolutely hysterical. So check this out. And but again here as Johnson kicks towards the goal, and oh my God, Singh makes a fantastic save. But I believe he hit his nuts on the goalpost. He is down. Let us have a closer look at instant replay. Not only just self-sacrifice on this play, but sacrificing future generations as well. Obviously going all out for his team, saving the ball right here, but also losing two on the play, putting his balls on the line. Let us have a moment of silence for this man's fallen brothers. As you see right here, he got to the ball and so did the goalpost. 
not only taking one for the team he took two talk about going balls out for a play with that being said i would like to take this time to recommend you all to see the nutcracker movie coming out this winter wow this game is absolutely nuts <laughs> now as a point guy. of clarity I do think it's important to point out that that was actually sent to me by one of our devout listeners um, who said specifically that I needed to forward that to Lucy, not it's Dr. Beautiful. Ramirez, it's, but Lucy. It is, it is so beautiful. It, it is just a work <laughs> of art. And I have no idea if that's actually real or not, but it just doesn't matter. It's just <laughs> so well done. <laughs> <laughs> I must have watched that thing like 10 times. I believe you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, I did rather enjoy that. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of curious how you're doing with, um, with the whole COVID thing. Um, fine. Well, Wait. you know, I mean, you know, how, you know, are you are you nervous or are you still, you know, living the dream? Are you still holed up in your far great northern no fortress uh, of solitude? Papa Jason has not been holed up ever. Um, there was a point where I was actually not allowed to go into work, and mm-hmm. so I was working from home. But uh, no, life is pretty much normal for me. Um, minus the fact that I'm not able to walk my kids into their classroom or at daycare, of course, because my mm-hmm. daughter's not quite kindergarten age. Thank God. I would be really disheartened and really, really upset if uh, she was starting kindergarten while all this stupidity was going on. Yeah. Um, I'm just, yeah, I- I'm, I'm over it. Actually, no, I, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. I, I think... Um, what we talked about last week with the CDC retconning their numbers um, as far as actual COVID deaths, um, which station break um, was, as of last Saturday, not 153,504, but that number was corrected to 9,210. Yeah. So um, with that news, actually... I, I am optimistic that we're going to get back to real life at some point. Do I think that November 4th? Will, yeah, this is going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, continue to be held out till at least November 4th, at least. Yeah. Um, but I, I think <clears throat> the American public is really waking up to the reality of what we're dealing with. And newsflash again, <clears throat> at, at 9,000 deaths, we are less than the flu. Correct. Less than a normal season of the flu for mortality rate. I got to say, let that sink in one second. A normal season of the flu has claimed more lives than this outbreak of COVID-19. Well, here's something that I've noticed. I don't know if anybody else has noticed this. It certainly feels as if the news around COVID-19 is waning. It is. It, it really feels that way. And I'm not saying it's completely gone. I'm, I, I'm not saying it's, it's out of the news cycle entirely, but I feel like the, the media is giving up on it. And I think that's happened over the last two weeks. 
I think with a lot of the new reports that have come out, and especially with the CDC revising their numbers, there are a lot of states and counties that um, we have now realized that they've been cooking the books. In some, some cases intentionally, most cases not intentionally. It's just in the way that they set up the rules that they were counting. And we're now finding out what those rules are. And everybody with a brain is saying, why would you count them that way? Uh, and so that is causing numbers to be revised downward. And so uh, from what I've gathered in following news media, it just seems like a lot of news sites, news reporting, news sources have really tapered off. And, and I think they're starting to realize that one, the American people are sick and tired of it. And, and two, the, the narrative that has been surrounding it has, is the, the bottom has fallen out. And I think they're they're changing their tune. I I really do. I think it's changing, which and which is a great thing, because no, it is, it is. And and uh, you know, we we talked a, a little bit this last week about internal polling. Um, internal polling. A lot of people use that, and a lot of businesses use that too. And don't forget, the news media. It's a business, and if they're in toll internal internal polling is showing that their ratings are suffering because people are tired of hearing and talking about COVID and the conversations not revolving around what to do in response to it. The conversation now in our culture right now is shifting to how the hell do we get back to normal life and forget this junk and that's a bunch of garbage and what we've been shoved down our throat for the last six months is a big friggin' lie. And so it doesn't shock me that the news media as a whole entity actually is just kind of, uh, you know, we're going to keep reporting on numbers and updates, but that's not our primary focus. We're going to start shifting. Yeah. And, you know, in all actuality, we're, we're closing in on November. Yeah, it's we're time to start shifting gears and talking about everything is going to be election, election, election news. Yeah. Yeah. So. In, in, um, in geek news, Ooh, geek news, go. In geek news, I finished Mass Effect 2 this morning. You know, I get up early in the morning and everybody is still asleep in my household because uh -huh. I get up about five o'clock every morning. I take the dog out. I make coffee, right? And everybody in the house is asleep until at least 10. Oh. So I get, oh. yeah, it's, it's wonderful. God, yeah. no, I hate you <laughs> so much right now. And you know what? Every parent of young children hates you now. Fantastic, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and so I get about five hours, five or six hours before anybody even starts to wake up. And so uh, this morning I finished, I finished Mass Effect 2 and I really enjoyed it. You know, last week I was telling you that I had started playing it again. And one of the things that I had remembered uh, in this latest playthrough was the planet scanning. For those that don't know, just bear with us here. We're not going to talk about, I'm not going to talk about Mass Effect for that long, but there's a, there's this sort of mini game inside Mass Effect 2 where you have to go around and you have to scan planets and you have to harvest four different types of rare minerals. And, and you do that because you have to. Okay. Um, and, and you, you spend probably, I think over the entire course of the game, you'll probably spend about an hour scanning planets if you want to get all of the various upgrades and, and everything like that before you do the final mission. So you, you will spend about an hour, maybe an hour and a half total over the whole course of a 20 hour game, 
you'll spend about an hour or so mining. And I got into this point where I just really enjoyed it. Like it was really, (laughs) I was, you you enjoyed the planet skin. Yeah. Like I was going to this point where I was just like flying from solar system to solar system. And I was just seeking out the planets and I would read the background on the planet. And then I would just sit there and scan. And it was very, um, I don't know. It was very relaxing. Yeah. Mind numbing. Yeah. And what, what bothered me about this latest playthrough was uh, one of my favorite characters died in the final mission, and that was Tali Zora. For some reason, I always kill Tali Zora. Um, my very first playthrough ever of doing Mass Effect, of course, I, I saved. I, she didn't die. Um, but when I got into Mass Effect 3, of course, she died. And then in this one, she died. And I was like, I, I, don't, know how she, I don't know how she died. She took it right to the face. <laughs> and was killed and i was like i was floored i was stunned and um but here's the interesting thing i finished i finished mass effect 2 this morning and then i immediately started a second playthrough did you i I imported the same character and started all over again uh there was just a lot of stuff that i forgot about there were a lot of little story elements that i had forgotten about and one of the things that's really interesting about that game to me is if you if you do missions in different orders, you're going to see slightly different variations of the game unfold. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And uh, which I find interesting. So I'm, I'm playing it again. Um, and, but here's, here's the thing. So I played it. I, I started again and I played for about another 30 minutes or so on my, on my, I have no idea how many times this will be playing through Mass Effect 2, but I started again. But then I also picked up, I'd started playing this other game that I had installed on my, I had installed on my computer called Control. Hmm. I don't know if you've heard of this one. I don't so think so. <clears throat> it's, it's fascinating. You have these telekinetic powers and it's, it, it's, a, it's a creepy, like it, it feels like you're playing a, a high paranormal, like, com, like combine high paranormal with the FBI and you get this Ooh. you get this game it, it it's like it's like the x files on steroids and wow. the, the production value is phenomenal and it it hooked me from the first few minutes of the game uh i was i was absolutely hooked and i'm i'm like i'm totally bought into the world there are a few things that i don't really like just in terms of how they manage the menus system but overall the gameplay and the world is really really cool um and what's what's kind of freaky about the game at first is the main character is this this um this woman and she's she's talking and she's narrating at first and then after a few minutes of playing you feel like she's narrating not just in general. She's not telling necessarily like telling her story per se, but I felt like she was narrating to me as the player. And then hmm. there's, and then a few more minutes beyond that, she literally starts to say things referencing you as the player. So it's like you are inside her head. Like you are oh. part, you're like, you as the player are, yeah, you're merged with her, sort of. And it's really cool the way they did that. And that was kind of like this mind-blowing moment. I was like, 
wow, she's literally talking about me. And the more I started to explore the game, one of the things I also noticed is the developers pulled a lot of um, psychoanalytical crap from uh, Carl Jung and Carl Jung and he, you know, Carl Jung, he talked about this thing called the collective unconscious. They actually mentioned that in the game. Mm. Uh, they mentioned the collective unconscious, but what's interesting is Carl Jung also talked about these saying, you know, something called the anima or the animus. And I might get these two backwards, but um, for what those, the, those words refer to essentially the same thing. And that's your inner, your inner unconsciousness. Okay. Um, and, what Carl Jung said was, or what, what, his, what he theorized about was that men, their inner consciousness will manifest as a female. And he called that uh, an anima. And for women, not anima. Not an anima, an anima. Um, Are you having problems, Dr. Ramirez? <laughs> but the other, the, what he, the, the female in, you know, unconscious manifests in a masculine persona called the animus. And that immediately, you know, when I was playing, it was before I even got into the part where they were talking about the collective unconscious of Carl Jung. And all of a sudden, I, I kind of had that moment where I'm playing, you know, I'm playing the game and she's literally talking to me as the player. And there was this moment where I thought, oh, I'm her animus in this, in this game. I'm like her, I am literally like her unconscious coming to life and helping guide her through the game. And that was like this really kind of this cool moment. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm only about maybe a couple of hours into the game. So I've barely scratched the surface, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm really Wow. I, I'm, I'm curious. Now I feel like I have to pick it up. Although I don't know if I'm going to get that deep into the psychology of it. I'm just going to go, dude, this is pretty friggin' cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's really kind of creepy because there are these moments like when you, when you go into this large room and you see people who are, the whole game takes place in a, in a skyscraper in downtown Manhattan. Um, and, and so you go into these rooms and there are these people, these office workers that are, hanging and you think okay they're hanging from the ceiling and then you start to investigate and you go in there and it's like you know of course i've got my gun out and i'm like i don't want to get too close to these people i don't know what they're going to do right and and you realize well they look like they're hanging from their necks from the ceiling but there's nothing actually connecting them to the ceiling so they're just kind of like suspended in the air and then they're there are all these voices and they're they're like it's as if they're telepathically communicating with you and they're talking in the background and it's very, very unnerving. There's a lot of, wow. yeah, there's a lot of darkness to the game, but it's really yeah. cool. Really now really I cool. now I definitely have to check it out. So. Yeah. I believe it's on console. So if you have one of the consoles, you can pick it up there, but uh, I've been waiting for it on PC and it came out a few weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Control. You said it's called control. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, did you get onto button masher for our friend and actually rate it? I have not yet because I just started <laughs> playing it tonight. So okay. I have not gotten out on button masher uh, yet to, uh, to actually look into that. Well, Hey, speaking of replaying stuff, I actually mm -hmm. started replaying something, but it's not a video game. What did you start replaying? My, my daughter, Super Bowl game of 1987. No, although oh. as awesome as that was, <laughs> but um, 
No, I my daughter actually pulled out my box set, and I mean box. It's literally in a box, and it looks like books, uh-huh. and it's a, a DVD set of the Lord of the Rings series, the okay. actual three movies. And so we yeah. watched, and of course, it's the old DVD, so it's on two discs. So you have to actually stop halfway through the movie oh, and right, get up right, right. and go. Uh, yeah, I have those. I have yeah, those. One I did the too. green, blue, and red. Green, blue, green, red, or and blue. green, red, and blue. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, and I actually just finished those uh, tonight. Um, I didn't rewatch all the, you know, 900 hours of additional. Fantastic. I have. I've I, I have Fantastic. watched it. I've watched it through once and because um, I paid money for it. So I'm yeah. going yeah. to get my doll, my every penny of the dollars that I spent on it. I'm going to get it out. So I watched it all once, but um, so yeah, no, it was kind of cool. And my daughter asked me for it. So, Hey, we got I, the- I've watched all of the behind the scenes for the the Lord of the Rings films, but I've also watched the movies with the director commentate commentating or commentator on it as well. So I've done that with some movies. I don't know that I did that with Peter Jackson. I I cared, but I didn't care that much. I I care because I'm a huge Tolkien fan and Mm -hmm. I wanted to hear what it's him and Philippa Boyens. And I forget uh, Peter Jackson's wife name, but she also co-wrote it. So the three of them wrote it. And then of course, Peter Jackson directed, uh, but they, they talk about it. And what I was really interested in was hearing their reasoning or their takes behind certain films, talking about those scenes in the book and why they, dif- why they, they took a different track in certain areas, why they went a different way than, than the book. And, so, and that was really enlightening. And I really, I really enjoyed it. So I would recommend for people to really do One of the coolest things that happens in the back, you know, in the background of the, how the movies were made uh, occurs in the two, in the two towers DVD sets. Okay. Um, because the uh, King Theoden, right. The King of Rohan, Right. When he puts on his armor, there's this whole scene where he's putting on the armor and mm-hmm. right. And, and uh, up in the, in the, the Hornburg and they're getting ready to run out, to ride out. Where's right? the or, horse and the rider? Where's yeah, exactly. the horn that was so, blowing? Yeah. So there's that whole scene. Well, what the armorers did when they were crafting his armor is on a, the chest plate. Okay. It's all leather and, and banded with metal and stuff. But on the inside of the chest plate, they actually, they actually carved in there a sun um, because the sun is, was, a, was an icon for the country of Rohan. And it's on their banners and their flags and everything. But they carved that sun on there because they wanted the sun, the symbol of Rohan, to be literally right next to the king's heart. And I was like, oh my God, how cool is that? <laughs> It's like that's nerd candy. Right that is there. was total nerd candy. I was like, oh my god, that is pure genius. Like the sun is right next to the King Theoden's heart. Like can't get any closer than that unless you right. like just cut him up, cut his chest open. And, and I thought, wow, that was. And nobody, nobody when you're would watching ever the see film, that. Nobody sees that. Nobody yeah. will ever see that on film. But it's those little kinds of details that the producers and the, all of the manufacturers, the people making the film put into the production, which was fantastic. Well, and those are the kind of things that as an actor, you know, when you're, when you're looking at your oh, yeah. props and your set pieces and you go, well, what, wait, why is this here? And they explain that to you. It, it actually helps 
I guess it's kind of a visual or physical reminder for your character and, and what you're representing. So that's, that's yeah. pretty intuitive actually. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Um, and, and another reason why I just love that so much is uh, as you know, most people, people don't realize this, but for, for Masons, we have certain, you know, metaphors related to the sun and, you know, moon and, and all of that. And so that was a, kind of like another parallel for me, you know, um, thinking, wow, that's really cool. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, that is, that's pretty slick. I like it. That's nice. And I, I don't know that he, I even heard that before. So yeah, it's, and they, they mention it really briefly uh, in the, in the background stuff in the making of um, I, I couldn't even tell you where it is. I'd have to watch the whole thing all over again in order to, in order to find it because I have no idea where it's at. Well, I'm sure it was probably in that part where they're actually strapping his armor on. I'll bet. It might've been, it might've been. Yep. Yeah. And it was not in the director commentary. Oh, uh, well, then it, was, never it was just in the regular behind the scenes, behind the how scenes, they made the extra movie, footage, extra you know. stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Hey, so I, I wanted to, uh, to mention to you, that uh, remember a couple of weeks ago, there was this huge story about the post office. The $25 billion right, request. There were the, right. There was the billion dollar request. People were coming out of the woodwork. I, the thing that I love about Twitter is anytime there's a new change, anytime there's a new topic that is sort of in the zeitgeist of the American, um, you know, psychology everybody on twitter or on social media they're an expert in it right right oh yeah they're, we've known about this forever and look at this right. and look at this and look they, at this they right. immediately become an expert on it so of course for that first for that week or two everybody was an expert on the postal service mm -hmm. right um but strange i thought i was thinking about it today and, I'm, and i thought that story is completely gone we're no, nobody we is talking about, about the post office anymore. Right. Right. Nobody is talking about the post office. Except for oh. some of the random email videos that I get of people actually dumping mail into dumpsters in there when they roll up in their postal van and then, Oh, there goes ballots. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which interesting enough, you actually talked about, um, mail-in ballots mm -hmm. or we talked about it, excuse me, mail-in absentee, et cetera. Yeah. And you mentioned that you fill your mail-in ballot out, put it in its sleeve and protective envelope and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And then you walk it down to the post office or not no. the post office, excuse the me, polling the, the polling place, excuse yep. me, and actually yep. turn it in. <clears throat> so I, I yes. had a, uh, an interesting video sent to me and this gal is going through, she, she gets her uh, ballot by mail as does her mm -hmm. brother who lives with her apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, she's a registered Republican. He's a registered Democrat. So they both fill out their mail-in ballots, but they are taking them down to the polling place. As and ever, said, I believe everybody should. And I, and I get that. Now she actually showed on camera why she felt that was important because on the back on that barcode, mm -hmm. there's, um, you know, the numbers of, you know, your district, your area, neighborhood, et cetera. But yeah. right in the middle, there's a D or an R. Yeah. If you're a Democrat, you have a D. If there's yeah. an R or you're Republican, you have an R. So anybody, yeah. they don't have to open your ballot nope. to know that you're a registered Republican or Democrat. And if they're going to just pitch ballots, 
all the Republican ones are going to get pitched. Or if, you know, they're, they are segregating against the Democrats, all the Democrats get pitched. Yep. There, it's very easy. You just turn it over and you R for Republican, Democrat. You can sort that, decide which ones you're going to carry on or out. Um, and so, yeah, they're, they're actually taking them to the polling place, just like what you discussed. So it was, yeah. it was interesting. I saw that video of that and I didn't realize that either. Yeah. I always, um, I always do that because I don't, you know, I, I, when it goes through the postal service, they're, one, they're not trained. They're, they're, they're trained on delivering the mail. Yes. But they're not trained on how to handle uh, the ballots. And as we've seen, we've, there's been, several video footage of just, you know, mail carriers, letter carriers dumping mail in, in the garbage, mm-hmm. literally in dumpsters. Uh, plus, you know, who hasn't had something take forever to get to its destination or, or get lost in the mail? And I mean, everybody talks about uh, the horrors of the United States Postal Service and them losing stuff. And how many hands does it go through before it finally reaches the destination? Uh, should it get there? And um, yeah, so I always walk it in. I always take it, you know, and it, it literally takes two seconds. You walk in and you drop it off and then you walk out. And, you know, there's a, um, in the past, when I would take it in, there would usually just be a big bin and you just tossed it in the bin mm-hmm. and there was no covering on the bin. It was like behind, you know, you, you go up and it's over on the side by a table and somebody's sitting right there and they say, oh, you know, I've got a mail-in ballot. And they're like, oh, just put it in the bin. And then you just toss it in there and you walk out. Um, my polling place this last time when I went, it was a steel metal, you know, trash can looking thing. Uh, very rectangular, tall, but it was locked. So there was just this slit that you can just slide it in there. Mm-hmm. And it would had, you know, it had the lock right there and everything. So it's there, it's delivered. And, you know, yes, could the polling place do something with, with the ballots. Yeah, I suppose so. But, you know, they're always looking and doing things in double and triplicate when they're, when they're handling all of those things. So I would just prefer to take it in. It's, it's literally no different than if I were to just go in and fill my ballot out at the poll itself. Right. Right. Yep. And, and I've, I've, I've done both. Um, I've gotten my mail-in ballot and I've gone to the polling place. Um, Matter of fact, I, th- I believe last year I went, or last big election, I went down to actually go fill out my ballot at the polling place. And they told me I was on the mail-in ballot list. So I had to actually fill out the, um, fill out a form to, to vote there because they'd already sent my ballot to my house. And I said, right. well, I didn't want, I didn't want to do it at my house and mail it in. I, I want to actually go down to my polling place this year. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to do that. Oh, well, okay, fine. <laughs> and then so. what they do is they, your ballot doesn't get counted right away and they set it aside and they have to wait so many days because it, after a certain point, they no longer accept ballots in the mail. At right. least that's how it works here in Arizona. So after a certain point, they just say, it doesn't matter. We don't accept them anymore uh, because you mailed it too late. And so, and, and they do that because they have to have that cutoff for exactly what you described, right? Right. Any, at, at, because you have to be able to vote. So if, well, you have the right to vote as an American citizen. So if you show up at the polling place and you say, well, I want to cast my vote, they have to let you vote. But then they set that, they set your vote aside if they know that you received a mail-in ballot and they don't count it right away. Uh, 
mm-hmm. until that deadline passes. And then they, and then as long as your vote hasn't shown up through some other channels, then they, then they will count your right. Daily right. Poll That's a, ballot. it's a provisional ballot. Correct. Correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have something I wanted to show you. Okay. So I have this video here and I think people will be pleasantly surprised. And I want to talk through this because, uh, it's, I found it to be quite hysterical. I find the whole thing to be quite hysterical. So I thought, well, let's, uh, let's talk about this. So as you can see, and so I'll, I'll explain a little bit as we go through this, what's happening. But uh, right now there's a gas station. Who knows where this is at? There's some trees in the background, but there's a gas station here. And there, you can see part of the road right in front and standing in front of the gas station as you pull off the road into the gas station, there's a line of people. And these are Black Lives Matter people. And you see this big full-size F-250, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Ford truck. Wanting to get some gas. He's, he's <laughs> right in front of the, the line here. Watch what, watch what happens because I think this is absolutely hysterical. So he's coming up. He he wants to get gas. So he's inching forward. And and so all of these humans okay, now 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 let's think about this here. Okay. This is an F two fifty. This is a this is this might as well might as well be a tank. And these these mental giants have decided, you know what? They're going to make Let's... a human chain because yeah. if they link their arms together in front of the truck, they're going to have more gumption than the vehicle to be able to stop it and hold it. This is not Red Rover. Right. <laughs> <laughs> red Rover, Red Rover, send the redneck in the F-250 on over. <laughs> This is not what you want to, this is not the hill that you want to die on. Okay, okay. so let, let, okay, let's, okay. let's watch Yep, this. yep, yep. I think that was, I think that pop was like one of their water bottles or something. I yeah. think he ran over yeah, one of Yeah, I can, I can see it, yep. Now he's slowly inching into these people. Watch this guy right here with the black stretchy pants and the gray shirt and the muffin top. Uh-huh. Watch, watch this dude. This dude cracks me up. He's literally he's going to stop the truck. Like this guy thinks he's Superman and he's going to be able to dig deep and keep this truck from inching. It's just inching into, I mean, this guy's <laughs> like, you know what? I need gas, man. He must, this guy must be like literally on E. If that were me, I would have just kept going and gone to the next gas station. Well, okay. So I I get the standoff mentality. There's a big part of me that totally gets this. Like, okay, really? You're going to stop my truck, but let's be honest. He's going to have to get out in a minute to pump. What are you going to do? Okay. All right. 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 Look at him. Look at, look at. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's all stretched out you know what i would this is what i would do because i'm that guy i'd throw it in reverse boom and just hit the floor it and watch everybody hit their face 
he is literally like, yes, I'm going to, you know, using my stretchy pants and willpower. <laughs> but he's got going, his, he's got his boots on. I'm, I'm braced. <laughs> and I am not going to allow a Ford F-250 to come into the gas station. We have children. This lady says we have children. No, we are effing children. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're effing children. So, okay, so then why are you out here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Your, your kids, they're basically saying, don't, you know, what are you doing? They're basically mad and yelling at the driver saying, what are you doing? We're kids. We're mm -hmm. children. You're going to try to run us over? But this uh, dude is... <laughs> 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 Homeboy here, he's like, I, you know what? I'm on E. I got to get me some gas. Yeah. Of course, now he's racist, right? Right. The dude just wants some gas. And somehow with him inching into the gas station, he has magically transformed into a racist. Right. Or at least revealed himself to be a racist. He, well, absolutely. Because everybody's racist. Right. It's just the amount of which uh, you're tolerated, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So they gave up and they're going to, they're mad. Yeah. And they're going to, but they're going to let him go by. Yeah. So this guy jumps on the back and starts. Now, home dude starts getting out of the truck, and they all disperse. They all left? Now, what? Wow. Okay. He gets out, and they all took off. They all take off. Now, what, some, they said, everybody get back. I couldn't hear what they said. I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to uh, what the threat was that caused them all to uh, suddenly decide that it wasn't worth it. Yeah. <laughs> So of course they gotta call them all these names. This gets uh, it gets better. Oh look, it's just an old dude. <laughs> it's an old guy. It's just some old guy. He's like, I'm just gonna get some gas. Yep. And of course he's got a few people that are you know still screaming at him. There are a couple people here, but the the majority of the mob has now dispersed because he got out of his truck. And he's, he's, he's just like, whatever. I don't even, I don't even know you there. <laughs> A little polo shirt, jeans and sneakers. Yeah. That was fantastic because he, because this guy, I don't know if you heard him, this, this guy who's standing right in this black shirt, he says, well, you know, where'd you come from? And he said, oh, just right around the corner. And then, of course, he has to endure these people yelling at him, cursing at him. The, what, the, the best part, I think, is coming up. Okay. Oh, they, would they, did they block him in? He ain't blocking that truck. He just needs to help drive him through. He just needs some kind of getting 
He's gonna, you're gonna be famous tonight. Wait, this woman is that a leopard print shower cap? I think so. That looks like a leopard print shower cap. This lady walks by wearing. <laughs> And of course, so they're, they're, young, they're, they're of course now. So now he, they're they're keeping him. He got into the pump, but he's yeah. not able to actually pay for his gas or you know start pumping his gas because they they've surrounded him again. They they yeah. took off and then they surrounded him again. And they're um, telling him, you know, they're yelling at him to say his name over and over again. Say his name. Say his name. Yeah, assuming he's like, they're. You yeah, know. He's probably gonna say, well, say whose name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what you guys are doing. tried i think he was successful i think he successfully passed it through a yeah. peaceful and, protest and he did pass through a peaceful protest oh yeah he didn't Correct. just try he accomplished that feat right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and tried to kill us that's it Oh, he tried to kill you. He tried to kill you. No, actually, it looked like you were trying to commit suicide by F-250. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to kill people because he was moving at about, you know, 50 feet an hour. While <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't even think it was that. You know, well, while he moved in, while he rolled his vehicle slowly through the crowd. So he tried to kill by inch. Right. Yes, inch by inch. Exactly what happened. This is why when we try to tell you we're trying to keep this damn city calm, and this is what is happening. Oh, they're trying to keep the city calm. Really? Yeah. Okay. By blocking yeah, I, people from getting I can gasoline. Tell. They can't the, get gas. Right. Right. And then yelling at them. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah. You know, you yelling at somebody. So, the, so the next time you want to get, be, you know, make somebody calm get in their face and yell at them, drop right. F-bombs right. and call them racist mm -hmm. because that's going to make other people calm. Yeah, that's going to be right now, this is yelling at friends, folks. That's they it. They will run their car that's into it. you. Act like they didn't do anything wrong. You want to talk about, about inciting a riot? Oh, inciting a riot. <laughs> you want to talk about inciting a riot? That's called domestic terrorism. So, so that's getting called gas. domestic terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> getting gas oh is gosh. an act of domestic terrorism. Wow! Look at the look at the guy. He's like he's like he's you like, know seventy years old. Seventy years old, and he a bunch just, of you kids are out there. You're you're harassing a guy because he wants to get gas. Holy crap! The hell is wrong with you people? So fantastic. He just, he's just like, yeah, I just want to get some gas, man. That's a domestic terrorist. Make sure that they hear. Where's the laws? This is domestic terrorist. Where's the laws? Where's the laws for that? This is going. So that, yeah, that's the end of that video. Oh, okay. I wanted to see if they actually got his gas and drove off, but. Right? I know. I, I, I feel like, you know, like the video was cut short. You know, so what, what do the store owners have to say about this?
I mean, you've got, you're, you're actually barricading a business and not allowing that station to actually conduct business. Well, they're probably afraid. They, they probably don't want to say anything because they've seen other BLM protests torch businesses and loot them. So they probably don't want, you know, but you heard the, you heard the, the guy yelling just a minute ago. He's saying this is, he's basically blaming the, the old man for inciting a riot. So yeah. that was inciting a riot. So yeah. therefore, the translation there is it's no longer their fault if they riot because the dude with the truck incited the riot. He caused right. them to riot. Yeah, because he needed gasoline. Because he needed gas. Yeah. I wouldn't have, I mean, the, this, this dude has some stones. Like I would not have, <laughs> I would have just been like, ah, oh, screw this. I'm going to go find another gas station, right? But he's like, screw it. I got this big old gigantic tank. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to watch me just like slowly push my way through this. <laughs> <laughs> hold up. No, seriously, hold, hold it up. Hold, uh, hold it. Hold it back. I want to see it. No, I would. I, I could not have helped myself. Seriously, with, with you got all those quote unquote kids who are out there. Going, We're children. Um, and you're trying to push the truck back. I'd have thrown it in reverse, hit the gas. And then when they're all sitting on their face, I'd have just gone around them and pulled into the gas. Pump. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Just absolutely. That's ridiculous that's hilarious and disgusting at the same time so thank you for that yeah yeah you're welcome um so i i also have an, another so in other news that's not BLM, in other news okay um <clears throat> i don't oh so, it must be good <laughs> well for uh, for the last probably month or so there have been a lot of people um on the Democrat side who have been trying to set the foundation that there should not be a, any presidential debates between Trump and Biden. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't blame them. Right. I, I, I mean, I, I'm, no, let me rephrase that. I understand the basis for such an argument. Yeah. It's, um, it, it, it's pretty bad. I mean, <sighs> listen listen to oh, this no. let me oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> what did you do ray <laughs> <laughs> listen listen to listen to joe biden this is why this is now i have no idea why they're well i this is why i believe they're trying to keep joe biden in the basement and not um not debate Trump. Listen to Joe Biden here. It's not the point about what he's talking about doesn't really matter. But listen to how he's how he speaks. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just it's when I mean, you think about it, more lives this year than any other year for the past hundred years. What? <laughs> what what <laughs> you know Wait, you know what you just, know what, comes you know what the, the, <laughs> if you look at the i mean the with the numbers it's i okay it's just 
just think about it. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm really trying. You know what comes <laughs> to mind when I hear that? When I hear that is flames. Flames? Flame from the, the side, side of, of my face. face. Big heaving, heap, heaving breaths. <laughs> For anybody out there who does not understand what that reference is, absolutely 100% immediately, for one, shame on you. And two, right? go on to whatever viewing platform you need, Netflix, Hulu. Uh, you can find the movie Clue and watch that movie. It will change your life. So, right. It's okay. a fantastic, it's a fantastic, uh, uh, fantastic movie. I love that movie so much. Madeline um, Kahn's amazing. <clears throat> Madeline Kahn. Yes, that's absolutely Madeline Kahn. Um, <laughs> so the, the reason why i bring this up right because nancy pelosi went out and she um she spoke about biden not doing a presidential debate with um with trump okay i'm gonna play a little bit of a clip from now nancy whoa, whoa. hold yeah. on and before okay. you do that which i i i love nancy pelosi's uh, mm -hmm. moments to, they're just absolutely hole in the head amazing um but anyway i was I, I seem to remember there was an accusation supposedly that trump said biden refuses um and is terrified of debating him on a national stage in which biden's retort or response was um i would never shy away from a debate i'm all for it let's do it if I'm not mistaken, is that correct? Did that not just happen after, I believe it was after, immediately following the RNC? Yeah, I believe that happened, yes. Okay, all right, all right. So just yeah. to be clear, Biden has said he's open and wants to do it. Correct. Okay, correct. continue. Okay, so you, you just heard Biden speak, right? <laughs> now listen to Nancy Pelosi. She's setting the foundation again. I think she's probably the the... You know, before it was everybody, it was people in the media, it was Democrat strategists who were talking about Biden should not do a presidential debate at all. Um, but now I think this is the most prominent Democrat because Nancy Pelosi, let's face it, she's second in line uh, for the presidency, right? She's Speaker of the House. It goes, you know, President, Vice President, then Speaker of the House. Uh, so I think this is the, the most prominent Democrat politician who has come out to say, yeah, we shouldn't debate President Trump. But listen to Nancy Pelosi for a second here. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hi, tech. Wait. Yeah, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta unmute the video. Okay, so I'm not playing any video. I'm just playing, just listen to the sound. But just listen, okay. listen, to, listen to her. Since you asked about that, I myself just don't tell anybody I told you this. Especially don't tell Joe Biden. I don't think that there should be any debates. Okay, wait, so. <laughs> okay, Is, whoa, 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 time out. Wait, before you go into it, because I can, I can see it behind your eyebrows as they flutter. <laughs> so if you're, if you were actually going to say, all right, look, between you and me, and don't tell anybody I said this, Okay, first and foremost, that only works if you're having a private conversation in like a closet with a buddy or a friend. You don't She's on C-SPAN. You don't go on national television and go, <laughs> shh, 
I never said this. You never heard me say this. <laughs> Even with a reporter, you go, hey, off the record, and you just hope and pray that they actually listen to that. You don't actually go on where you're being. Okay. But I'm <laughs> How smashed is this woman? <laughs> she is smashed. <laughs> she sounds like I do when I get drunk. Hey, hey, okay, shh, no, <laughs> shut up, shut up. Just, 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 just look. First, yeah, dude, I love you. Okay, you know what? We, I, you know, remember that time? Just, just you and me. It's just, I just, I love you, man, and we need to hang out more. Oh, and hey. But shush, shut up. Listen, seriously, shush, shush, shush. don't tell him I told you. But, but he can't, he don't let him speak in public. Because, serious, shh, I mean, don't say it loud. Shush, 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 he'll hear you. This just, just <laughs> shut up. It's just you and me talking. You know what? Heck with all those guys. It's just because you and me, we're going to have to do this if, if it goes wrong. So, shush, shush. But seriously, I love you. We should hang out more. <laughs> Either she's had a stroke or she's freaking lit. Here, I'm going to play a little bit more. Listen to her. Listen to her some more. I do not think that the president of the United States has comported himself in a way that anybody should, and that has any association with truth, evidence, data, and fact. She is... <laughs> She's slurring. She would totally get breathalyzed if she were driving. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> she yeah, she pr yeah, she probably would. She pro She's you're, slurring you're, her word. <laughs> uh, here's, here's Nancy Pelosi. So here's Nancy Pelosi three days ago. This was September 2nd. Listen, listen, to, listen to her speak three days ago. I take responsibility for trusting uh, the word of a neighborhood salon that I've been to over the years many times. And that um, when they said, well, we're able to accommodate people one person at a time and that we can set up that time, I trusted that. Okay. This was when she got busted for getting for going when, yeah, to the salon, over right? Going to get her her did, but completely different. Uh huh. Completely different. She's not smashed in that one. In on C-SPAN, she was completely lit. She had to have been. Either that, or she was just really, really tired. <laughs> my that? daughter sounds like that actually when she comes up when she gets up from her nap. Daddy, she sounded like that today. Yeah. But what, honey? How was your nap? Hi. I'm really tired. I want to go to bed. You want a snack? Yeah. Hmm. You want to come sit up on the couch? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna now share this with you so that you can actually see her face because th there's a there's another part that's coming up that is just hysterical to me. I wouldn't. Did you hear that? I, I did. <laughs> okay, I want to make sure I was okay. sharing sound. High tech, man. We're high tech here. We're high tech, high tech. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't legitimize 
a conversation with him, nor a debate in terms of the presidency of the United States. Now, I know that the Biden campaign thinks in a different way about this, but I just, I thought what he did in the uh, 2016 was disgraceful, stalking Hillary Clinton like that. I was disappointed that the press didn't say, go back to your station. You're not here, you don't own this stage. You, are, you have your own podium, she has hers. So I- Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> What's that Adam Sandler movie, Big Daddy? You know the guy who gets up, are you drunk, Mr. Hooley? I've had a few Chardonnays. What of it? <laughs> Get off the stand, please. Just... Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean. Oh, Bless her heart. I actually am a little worried. She seems like she's a little, little, little bit medicated. Med med medicated? Medicated. Medicated. There's, there's some with stuff. Yeah. And, but again, here, here's why, you, you know, here, here's why they don't want him to talk. Listen to this. Do anything. You're, you, you always talk about your ability to negotiate. Negotiate a deal. A deal for somebody other than yourself. Now I'm happy to uh, take questions you may have, I guess. He... <sighs> He's just, you know, he's all over the, he's, he can't make a coherent sentence. Hell, I can't make a coherent sentence. It's running, it's rubbing off now. It's, it's contagious. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, <laughs> <Stop>. it's happening. <laughs> oh my God. I hang my head in shame. Oh my God! This it's, is actually kind of a really sad to think about. You, these two people are two of what you just referred to as the three front runners for the Democratic Party. Yeah, yeah. I okay. <laughs> all joking aside, this actually makes me very, very sad. It makes me weep for our country. Because whether I agree or disagree with the Democratic Party as a whole um, is irrelevant. We should have at least semi-articulate, clear-headed thinking individuals leading both parties in our political structure. But hold on, it gets better. Oh no, it it, it gets better. I don't know if you've saw. I don't know if any if you've seen this one. See if you can catch it right at the end. It's only a seven-second clip. Let's see if you can catch the mental fortitude of this guy. Listen to this. To fund Social Security and eliminate Obamacare in the middle of a pandemic. And to quote, re Did you catch that? Def wait, defund? Wait, Here, wait. Let me play it again. Let me play it again. It's right at the end. Let me play it again to fund Social Security and eliminate Obamacare in the middle of a pandemic, end of quote. He says, end of quote. 
<laughs> he was reading the teleprompter. He was reading the teleprompter. He got to the end where the teleprompter says end of quote and he read it. And he read end of quote. End of quote. To fund Social Security and eliminate Obamacare in the middle of a pandemic. End of quote. Re <laughs> end of quote. <laughs> That's supposed to be under your breath or in your head, Joe. Oh, no, no, no. Well, <sighs> they should change the color. Don't read the stuff in blue. Only read the letters that are in yellow. <laughs> yellow speak, blue, no go. Got it. Here, th this is, so I, I keep telling people, I keep telling people that, first of all, I think the, pres I think the, the presidential debate, there's supposed to be one at the end of this month. And, and if we get Joe Biden, if they don't replace his batteries or make sure he's fully charged, it's going to look like Trump is just, you know, diving they're, on top of the top turnbuckle onto him. They're going to have to to make the debate turn into a – they're going to make him look like a bully, right. which they're already starting that narrative, by the way. Right. Um, but. <clears throat> but, but here's – listen to Trump. I keep telling people – what. You know, there, there are so many people that are so mad at Trump about whatever. They have no idea what, what they're mad about him for. But I keep telling people, what you have to realize is the guy's actually pretty funny. <laughs> He's actually hysterical. Listen, listen to Trump here. This cracks me up. Listen to this. What I have to do is say, okay, president, now we're ready. Now we're ready. When I watched that scene last night with all of those really horrible people outside of the mayor's house. I also saw the way they shot the young gentleman in the street. He was targeted. They targeted him. They shot him in the street and then they were so happy and he died. You don't mention that. You mentioned somebody sprayed paint at somebody from the other side. They shot a man in the street. They executed a man in the street. A religious man in the street. And you don't mention, it's not even a story. You talk about other things. The press should be ashamed of themselves. I think the press is actually, the media is what's fueling this, more so than even Biden, because Biden doesn't know he's alive. <laughs> Biden doesn't know he's alive. <laughs> well, okay, and-, and Come on, I will that's at least, funny. It, at, at, for face value at nothing else, I will agree with one thing for certain that the media is absolutely fueling all this. I cannot, and I don't think anybody out there can credit Joe Biden himself with fueling it. No. I, 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 do See, I think that he's doing anything to stop it? No. Do I think that they were happy that it continues to go on? Yes. Do I think that they're happy that the media does continue to fuel it? Yes. Do I think that they say, yep, keep it going? Sure. Do I think he's actually got any kind of fortitude left in him to fuel anything? No. But that's funny. Oh, even yeah. e even if you even if you don't like like Trump, at yeah. the at the end when he says, "Come on, Biden doesn't even know he's alive." 
I think it'd have been funnier if he would have said, um, Biden's not fueling it. He he couldn't even fuel up his own car. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know, and, and, and for those, for those who are unaware, you know, there was new video came out this just a couple of days ago, one or two, one, maybe two days ago, might've been yesterday or Thursday. I don't remember. Um, and what, what Trump was talking about there was the guy who was gunned down on the streets of Portland, where one of the Antifa uh, rioters came up behind. The guy was, wasn't even at the riot. He was walking away from downtown, walking along the street. And this other guy comes up and just shoots him dead right in the middle of the street, walks up from behind him and, and, and kills him. And, and Trump was talking about that. Um, I don't know the organization that the victim is a part of or was a part of he had a hat on that some it's something about prayer i don't remember mm-hmm. um that organization was shut down by facebook so facebook took those there's a group page for that club i don't know what they're called i, I have no idea what they what they are there but they're a group of people that get together and they pray i guess right so they had a Facebook page and Facebook said, nope, that has to go because that incites violence. See, this guy wouldn't be dead if he wasn't a Trump supporter and if he didn't pray. So, you know, the fact that he was a Trump supporter and wore this hat that mentioned prayer on it, that incited the guy to come up and shoot him from behind. And so right. Facebook has pulled their Facebook page off the Internet. But Antifa is still out there. They they get to have their Facebook page. They still right. have their Facebook page out there. Now, the shooter was killed. Mm-hmm. We we all know that, right? The shooter the shooter was killed. They the the feds tried to go in and arrest him. He would he fled Portland. He was in Washington Washington State. Um, they tried to arrest him, and he committed he committed suicide by cop. And now additional footage came out from street cams or something that showed he actually was around the corner and was basically lying in wait for the guy to walk by. Uh, So that was not going to have a happy ending for him. And so he took his own life by running into a, you know, the cops that were trying to arrest him and, uh, and died. Yeah. Well, and if, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that, um, at or near around his house didn't he live in washington state was i correct in that Uh, that might be the case yeah you might you might be right in that um i don't really know the guy was a the guy was a total d-bag so you know well and it just it wouldn't be the first of the many um quote-unquote agitators um who are being who are actually coming to where these riots are happening, not in and around where they are happening. Patriot Prayer, that was the name of the organization. Patriot oh, yeah. Prayer, Patriot Prayer. So, you know, there, there was this big article that hit <clears throat> a couple days ago um, from the Atlantic that basically quoted, you know, tried to allegedly say that Trump uh, said some terrible things about veterans. And of course the oh, left yeah. has been eating it up, but, uh, there have been people that have, were on that trip that have said that never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, right. 
journalists have come out now and said, oh, no, 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 but I found somebody who was told that story. And so that person now confirmed it. It's like, wait a minute. That's not how confirmation works. That's not how confirmation works. No, that's That's not how that works. That's hearsay. Um, Right. That's me confirming hearsay. Right. (laughs) Right. I know. And I remember how that worked in high school because, you know, rumors, you heard that Billy was with, you know, Uh uh, Joanne or Rose or whoever else, but then, but somebody else was involved and then he cheated on her at a pool party with somebody else. I heard about it from Becky Joe, who was there. Right. So we we believed it because we were, we were 16 and we were done. Yeah. Um, So, you know, people have come out, even John Bolton, even John Mm -hmm. Bolton came out and said, no, that never happened. And, and, you know, John Bolton wrote a book that was published earlier this year and John Bolton is no friend of Donald Trump. And John Bolton's own book um, eviscerated Trump. And John Bolton himself in his book wrote about that trip to France. And not right. once did he mention anything like this. Keep in mind, this happened in 2018. So this is a two-year-old story that, that the press basically sat on uh, since 2018 and decided to release this 60 days before the the presidential election weird weird right but john bolton has since come out and said no 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 this didn't happen in fact um documents so the navy was basically managing the 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 trip to france at the time and they actually canceled the trip out to the bellawood out to bellawood and uh, because of weather and so what the atlantic reported part of their story was that Trump said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to go out to Bella Wood because those were a bunch of losers that are buried out there. But that's not what happened. The Navy canceled the trip out there. Um, but of course, people have been believing this hook, line, and sinker. And my, if you're listening to this and you hate Donald Trump, there are two things that can be true. One, you can still continue to hate Donald Trump. But two, you can recognize that this story is absolute bogus. So anytime anybody prints anything with anonymous sources, you, you can't, that, that shouldn't have run. Mm-hmm. Journalism 101, that should never, that article should never have written. But the other thing that is so egregious to that uh, on this fact is the article was published and in less than 12 hours, there was already a, a political ad uh, excoriating the president with people in the ad referencing, citing the Atlantic article, which tells me that that ad was done before the Atlantic article dropped. Right. No. And, and you and I, you brought up some interesting points about timelines. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, when, especially in the realm of politics, when you hear about um, damning information about your political opponent, you can whip up a political ad real quick. Sure you can. But when you're going to seek and find other people who would be affected by reading an article. Well, first off, you have to make sure the article comes out first. Then it has to actually reach their doorstep. Then you have to hear about who these people are. Then you have to send interviewers and camera crew out to get them to get raw footage. Then you have to get that footage back so that you can actually put that into an ad um, and run it on air. Now, that might not sound like a lot, but you can tell me that you think all of that happened within 12 hours. Um, 
Not happening. Probably not. I'd say that's extremely at least, unlikely. At least 24 to 48 hours after it would have, you know, I could see that. Um, yeah. A right. day, two, but, <clears throat> but within 12 hours, and, that's pretty good. That's pretty good investigative reporting. If you were able to do that, I'm and impressed. Keep, and keep in mind that, uh, that the reason why we have this right now, at least in my opinion, this is my theory. Because the, the news that has hit just this week in the real world that maybe a lot of people don't even know because there has been so much um, you know, noise around the Atlantic article. But uh, did, everybody, did, any, did everybody know that Trump actually brokered a peace deal between Serbia and Kosovo? That happened just a couple of days ago. That's a huge, that's a huge thing. Huge. That's a huge thing. It's they've been monumental. fighting. They've been fighting for for years. Yeah. Um, but keep in mind that I think it was a week ago that Trump also brokered a deal between the United Arab Emirates and Israel. And Israel, correct. Israel actually flew Israel Airlines, right? They actually flew um, a passenger jet into UAE and landed there. Yep. That's never been. That hasn't been done. That's never happened. The first time ever. It was incredible. Right. So here we have President Trump, who is literally brokering peace in the Middle East. <laughs> it's, it's, these are things that have not been able to be accomplished in most of our lifetimes. No. I mean, one, of these is, one of these is historic. Just one is absolutely historic. But UAE with Israel and Serbia and Kosovo... Any other leader on the planet would get the Nobel Peace Prize. Correct. Any leader on the planet would get the Nobel Peace Prize. Mm -hmm. Trump will not. But remember, Obama got it before he ever did anything. And the Nobel Peace people, right, they said that they awarded it to him for his potentiality. That's insanity. That's insanity. Right. Uh, maybe I should look to try to get them to uh, give me a college degree for my potentiality. For your potentiality? Sure, I think not? that'd be, yeah, why not? Why that'd not? be great. Uh, I mean, really, I mean, the only limitation is I don't have the letters behind my name to be able to go do great things. So yeah. just give me the letters and sure. I'll go do the great things and show you that, yep, see, I could do yeah. it. So you may not have heard that Trump brokered a peace deal between Serbia and Kosovo. You also may not have heard that the United States was able to add 1.4 million new jobs in the month of August. No, 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 but des no. Despite all of the economic shutdown. Not, which not with COVID going on. With COVID and, going on. And the new, tr uh, well, I'm, gonna, I'm using air quotes for no, not mm -hmm. a video, the new Trump economy. Yeah. And so that took the, that took the uh, the unemployment rate down from 10.3, I think it was, to about 8.4%. Um, keep in mind that when Obama was running in running for re-election in, uh, you know, in 2012, um, the unemployment number was right about 8.2%. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. Oh, and, and another reason probably why the Atlantic story was produced, Trump's approval rating, latest Rasmussen polls, had his approval rating up to 52%. And to top it all off, um, black approval rates 
have Ooh, yeah. increased to 45%. Yep. Absolutely unheard of. Um, if, if this is true, I don't know if it's true. I, I don't know if it's true. I can't believe anything that the poll. Well, and they're the polls. polls. They are polls. polls. Absolutely. No yep. Right. Take it with a grain of salt. I have no idea. People could be lying. I have no idea. But if that is the case, that's huge. Yeah, it is huge. <clears throat> it is huge. And unfortunately, you know, you, you say that that's, that's part of the reason why this Atlantic story is getting the attention. I, the fact of the matter is, and we've talked about this before right now, you there's nothing for Democrats to vote for. Correct. There's nothing for the left to vote for. The only thing we've got to run on is to try and what to get people to focus on what they can vote against. That's it. Right. And, and this is this is not a a political leaning argument. This is just looking at the two party candidates and what they are proposing the platform they are running on um the republican is running on a record and talking about what they are going to be doing going forward the democratic candidate is running again on i'm not the republican candidate and he's a big meanie head he's a bully He's a racist. He's a this. He's a that. And it's that does not inspire a lot of people. You are going to get support from people who are just generally unhappy. You are. But you're not going to inspire people who really want things to do better or they want to see a change. I mean, shoot, even um, Barack Obama, when he ran, ran on hope and change. And that worked. It resonated with people. You're not running on hope. And I mean, you're even, even now you're just saying, I'm just not that guy. Right. Oh. Instead what they're running on, they're running on build back better, which is the same as make America great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worse. It's worse in my opinion, because make America great again already exists. And so now they're running on build back better, but keep in mind that the Obama Biden administration, it took them 27 months 27 months to get the unemployment rate from 10% to 8.3%. Mm -hmm. Trump brought that down to, Trump did the exact same thing, but he did it in one month. Now, of course, right? I will agree. If you want to come out and you want to say, Trump didn't do anything, that was the American, the American uh, economy, that was American business and everything and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, to a large degree, you're absolutely right. That is the case. But also keep in mind, that the government can influence the things that happen within that economy. They can influence things by talking about and, and making sure that regulations stay out of people's way, or they can, in, in, they can include additional re, um, regulation that impedes business prosperity and things of, like, things of that nature. Politicians can, can spew rhetoric around increasing or lowering taxes, which can affect how businesses spend their income or spend their revenue dollars, right? right? Because if you're going to raise taxes on, on businesses, then businesses will hold some of those dollars to see what actually happens. Or if you're just talking about, hey, you know, we're not going to do anything with your taxes, then that puts people at ease. And now you have investors who can do things more with their money because they don't feel like it's going to be stolen from them. Right. So, yes, these are things that, that a government can do and an administration can do to influence 
okay, influence the economy. They're not directly adding jobs or removing jobs out of the economy as an administrator, you know, as a president and vice president of the United States, but they do, but their words have a lot of influence in the behavior of businesses. Correct. And, and that's, that extends in, into the world economy heavily. You know, um, the, the, there's more investment, there's more interest in the American dollar when our country appears to be stable in its governorship. Um, and one of our, our fellow uh, uh, friends and brothers, uh, uh, accountant, actually has talked about this quite a bit. Um, it, it really does. When, when there is faith in the American government system and the economy that we have here, it creates global excitement about development, which only fuels the American economy as well. So um, there is correlation in there, 100%. So I wanted to show this this one thing to you because I think people will get uh, will get a kick out of it. This is from the University of Southern Cal Southern California USC. The Trojans. Since I'm a Sun Devil, I hate them. We hate <laughs> we we hate each other. You know, leave it on the gridiron. I understand, uh, but this should not this should not be happening in uh, in anywhere. This should not be happening and. Maybe this is something that we talk about going into next week in our podcast or, go, or next week in our podcast or the week after, but uh, we, we do not have, we do not have just m mental fortitude in our country. And, no. and a lot of uh, our, the young people that are going, you know, through high school or in college right now, I think they, do, I think they lack a lot of, um, they lack mental fortitude because this is real. This actually happened. And this is, this is egregious. I find this to be egregious. The whole thing, the, the way that these students respond to this professor uh, is outrageous. Let me play this clip for you. You have a lot of onlookers and this is culturally specific. So based on your native language, like in China, the, the common word is that, 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 that. So in China, it might be nega, 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 nega. So there's different words that you'll hear. Did you catch that? Yeah. They, they thought, so he's they talking thought about that the, he was using the black racial slur or the N word. Yes. Of, he's actually using a Chinese word, word. for that. So, okay. A lot of Chinese speaking people have come out in uh, about this story and they said the professor is absolutely right in in Mandarin uh, there's a way to pause we we do it in English people will say uh a lot right a lot of the uhs and ums okay that's our way in the West of taking a pause to prepare your thoughts and what you're going to say next a lot of Mandarin speakers, they do the same thing, but what they do is they say that. Essentially what they're saying is that. They'll say that, that, that. They do that to collect their thoughts before they speak again. But the Mandarin or the Chinese version for that sounds like a racial slur in the West. I'll play this again. You have a lot of onlookers, and this is culturally specific. So based on your native language, like in China, the, the common word is that, 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 that. So in China, it might be nega, 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 nega. So there's... And they heard that on... 
in their class. This was the video from the online from instruction. From the online instruction. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and they immediately contacted the school and, and said, this is a racial slur and the professor has been suspended. You've got to be kidding me. Nope. Oh my gosh. And, and to top it all off, the University of Southern California is now offering supportive measures, supportive measures, supportive measures to students. For people who were offended or upset by this, they can see a counselor and talk about their feelings. Yes. What a bunch of friggin' snowflakes this dang country has become. Yep. For students who were hurt by the professor's God. use of language in describing the Chinese language. This is, this is what has happened. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, oh, I, I was on a rant with you on the phone the other day talking about how America used to be filled of really good, good-hearted people who would stand up for this country no matter what. And there was a lot of pride in that. And we were a very strong culture. Um, you talked about it, how we kick ass, take names and talk a lot of shit while doing it. And you know what? You, you, you invade our shores, you invade our country. We're going to put a boot in your ass and, and you're going to get a lot of people to line up and fight. But you know, right now I'm just, these, these are kids that need to get their ass beat and sent crying to their room. You're acting like a bunch of freaking whiny little baby children. And I am getting freaking tired of it, man. Knock it off. He hurt your feelings. Fine. Go sit and think about it and pout. Go sulk in the corner where I don't have to look at your face. Get the frick over it, man. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm serious. These are the kids. These little, these little whiny babies are the ones that are actually going to be taking over and running this country. That scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry. I, I, I just. The, the, the amount of, or the, the lack of mental fortitude, the fact that, that you can't hear something within its proper context, the, the professor is not being racist in this you have to you you have to take a take a step back and you have to look at what is at, what are we talking about well the professor's giving a, a a lecture on the use of filler words in language that's what he's talking about and he's talking about mandarin for crying out loud you know it would be different if you were sitting in a classroom and this this professor was in into a heated discussion with a student and let's just pretend um, this, there's an African-American student in there who's arguing with him and he, and he says that and somebody else gets upset. You know what? Fine. Be upset. Absolutely. That's the context in which you should be upset. But it, the only thing I'm hearing right now is that you, through your online education, that you are not paying attention to anything the guy said before or after you were sitting there listening to your music, doodling in your pad or texting on your phone. And you caught that one thing. It caught your ear and that's all you jumped on because yeah. you didn't listen to a dang thing. The guy said before, I, I mean, at this rate, you couldn't even read Huckleberry Finn 
right? You couldn't even read certain texts in school anymore because they, they, those texts have that word in there. And if, if, even if you didn't read it out loud, there's a risk now as a professor that students are going to claim that they were triggered because of the book and because the word was there in the book. And therefore now you are suspended and you can't make a living on your own. Well, I mean, this, is, I, this is disgusting. And, and just to t- now I am uh, I have to brush up on my Mandarin to be a hundred percent certain of this, but I don't even think they're spelled the same way. This is not the N word. Exactly. Correct. Correct. It's like N E I G E. And yes. yeah, that's what it is. It's N E I G E. That's how you would spell it. Of course, you know, in Mandarin, it's with these crazy characters, right? Right. The, the Chinese characters, but the way you would spell that in English is N E I G E because there's actually two characters for the word. I was reading about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there are actually two characters that are used side by side. And the first character is N E I and the second Chinese character is G-E, how you would write it out. That's the, how you pronounce it. And when you pronounce it, well, that's what you got. I mean, it's, yeah. It's disgusting. It's It's, disgusting. It's, it's, yeah, it's stupid. Um, Well, and you know what? Shame on the school. I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, definitely shame on the school. Because they should, they, they shouldn't. This is a collegiate institution for crying out loud. Who's trying to promote higher learning. I mean, seriously, you go, no, that's not what this is. Either you're paying attention in class or you're not. And if you were paying attention in class, you'd actually know this is not what we're talking about. And if anybody wants to try and bring suit, bring it on because obviously you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You get an F for the day, go home. Yeah, definitely. So I want to end on a, at least on a, a lighter note. Thank you. Um, Yeah, you're welcome. So I read this the other day and I thought this was absolutely fantastic. So I wanted to share this with you because I think you might get a kick out of it. So this guy, his name is Shiv Ramdas. I I don't know how you pronounce his name, but uh, this was a thing that unfolded on, on Twitter and it's absolutely hysterical. So I wanted to walk through this with you because uh, I think you'll get a kick out of it. So this guy writes, he says, Oh my God, my brother-in-law, the gift that never stops giving was tired of being sent to get rice every day. So he decided to buy in bulk, talk to the shop about it. Wires got crossed. Now there is a literal truck filled with rice outside <laughs> the house. And my sister is losing her shit, laughing my fucking ass off. <laughs> Hold on. They get a picture. <laughs> oh no. If you have never heard a woman destroy a man with one sentence 25 times in a row, you should meet my sister. She's terrifying right now. I'm on the phone and I'm scared and she isn't even angry at me. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine my wife if I came home and there was a truck full of rice out in the in the driveway. Can you imagine? To clarify, oh. this is India. So when I say truck, I don't mean SUV. It is a literal lorry filled with rice. I don't know really what a lorry is, but I'm assuming it's a gigantic truck. It's a big truck. It's a big truck, right? Uh, update. So this was happening over several hours. I think when I was following <laughs> this, it was like four hours. Okay. Okay. So this is all rolled out. There's a thing called... Uh, Uh, It's a reader. It it rolls everything out. So you see it all in one page. Um, So here he comes again. Update Bill. I love that brother-in-law B I L 
Bill is now negotiating with Lori Driver. My request to keep phone on speaker so I can hear have been coldly rebuffed. I can, however, confirm that bribe has been offered and rejected. I cannot say whether this was a question of principle or price. <laughs> Update two. Bill wants everyone reading this to know that I'm a dick for live tweeting it and this is not helping. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Well, it's a, lo a lorry truck is, is what you or I would call an actual dump truck. <laughs> that has the, the lift that lifts it up and dumps out the back. That's a lorry truck. Okay. I, I did not know that. Okay. That's even better. That's fantastic. Update two. Bill wants everyone reading this to know. Oh, I've read that part. As a horror writer, I guess that's the guy tweeting. As a horror writer, I can now confirm to you with evidence that anything can be horror. I just watched a man's face curl up in abject terror at the words, quote, why is it still outside my house? Unquote. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Update to drama. Bill had come in to explain that driver insists they'll have to take the rice and pay, but midway through, but midway through thought better of it and is now negotiating with driver again. An excellent demonstration of the flight instinct in mammals when confronted with mortal peril. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I can only imagine. I'd be locked out of my house until the situation is resolved. Right? Side, side update. They also apparently have to unload the rice themselves. <laughs> oh update. Calls are now being made to owner of warehouse. Update. Warehouse owner is not taking calls. Spot <laughs> negotiations have resumed. <laughs> the guy in the warehouse is going... Uh, uh uh. I knew he didn't know what uh -uh. he was talking about when we uh -uh. did this, but I ain't answering that number. That number is blocked. <laughs> uh, also, all of you enjoying this need to join me in thanking mom for going above and beyond the call of duty and carrying phone between locations and also relaying key info while somehow also social distancing so we can continue bringing you our live reporting on this unfolding crisis. <laughs> Update Bill is making headway. Lorry driver and helper have accepted cigarettes from him. Negotiations have resumed while all three smoke. <laughs> no. Okay. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I see this. I see this unfolding. All right, guys. Let's t let's just take a break for a minute. You guys, you, I need a smoke. You need smoke? I have a smoke. We're all just gonna take a break and have a cigarette, and and we just need to take a minute. And and I'm just gonna sit here with my foot up on the front bumper of your truck, and we're just gonna all talk like like dudes, because you don't understand. My wife is in here, and you got the other two guys going. Oh yeah. Keep in mind, okay. when I was reading this, I thought of you as the brother-in-law. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Like <laughs> I can see you doing this. What the the hanging out and smoking and trying to figure it the, out, or trying the, to figure the it being out. Yes. the complete ignoramus that actually bought a dump truck full of rice. Yes, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember wires got wires got crossed. Hold wires on. got crossed. Yeah, it gets better. Update: Lorry driver just laughed at something Bill said. Bill also laughing. Cigarettes may have been a master stroke by Bill. <laughs> We're moving our reporting back indoors to inform Sis. Oh, no, 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 don't ruin it. Key, key update. 
cigarettes were in fact a huge strategic blunder because Bill apparently assured Sis oh. that he's definitely finally quit smoking on Sunday <laughs> and in no way, shape, or form was supposed to have packs of cigs just there in pocket, ready to be used as negotiating aid. <laughs> See? Oh my gosh. This is total, and that's totally my brother, by the way. Absolutely, 100%. Oh. I knew there was a Moret involved does, somewhere. Does the wife know he's having a smoke? Okay, hold on. I'm going to go, I'm going to go tell her that he's gotten it all worked out because they're having, uh, they're joshing over cigarettes. Yeah. Update <laughs> bereft of victims for the moment. Sister is now asking me if I knew about this. There may be a slight lull in updates while I swear innocence and try to avoid becoming collateral damage in this tale of Indian carnage. <laughs> karma. That's karma right there. <laughs> Did you know about this? <laughs> I know I, you know I, about I, this. I, 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 not, not. <laughs> oh, wait. Um, I think it's important for me to mention that um, my reference to karma was strictly about the ideological principle behind it and in no mm -hmm. way referencing the Indian um, culture situation or culture in this story. It was not a racial or, or uh, slur of any kind. It was simply a, uh, a reference to what goes around <laughs> comes around idea. <clears throat> Continue. Update. I have convinced sister that I'm not party to this. However, mom and I have fled back outside because dad just walked in and asked sis, what is this truck outside? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh, now that I get too what's with the dump truck okay I gotta go <laughs> we're leaving we're going out front <laughs> bill update warehouse owners still not taking calls but they have reached some chapu of his who told them to call someone named Manu he'll take care of it that's all we know about him he's Manu this is this his number, and he'll take care of it. He is the Mr. Wolf of warehouse cockups. <laughs> We're going to call the wolf. That's all you had to say. <laughs> That's oh another movie God. reference for our listeners, and if you don't know what that is, I'm not explaining it, so yes. you can figure it out. Update. Manu is not answering the phone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Update. Dad has also come outside and joined the outside reporting crew. Mom asked him, why are you here? And his response was, why are you here? <laughs> That's a dad response. Yeah. We're all here. Update. Manu just called. <laughs> Manu is now speaking to Lori Driver. Driver is getting animated. He is the real victim. I kind of agree. <laughs> I kind of agree with that too. Manu is now speaking to Bill. Bill is getting animated. Manu has asked to speak to Lori Driver again. Manu clearly believes in getting all sides in a conflict before coming to a decision because he is now speaking to Lori Driver's assistant, a wise judge. <laughs> Maybe he'll want to speak to me too. One can but hope. Oh my gosh. I can see this unfolding. I'm, like, I'm watching the sitcom right? as it rolls up. Yep. Manu is now speaking to Bill again. So far, he has shown no interest in speaking to us. This is humbling. That's probably Mom, better, really. <laughs> yeah. Mom is scolding Dad for demanding to speak to Manu. Dad has been banished back inside as punishment. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dad, don't get involved. Leave it alone. <laughs> you know what? You're not helping. Go inside. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Manu and Bill do not appear close to a resolution. 
Dad attempted to break curfew and come back out. He has now claimed he's done with the whole thing and doesn't care. And also, where the hell is dinner? And he is going to the room to watch news because state of the world matters more than a ruddy truck. Valid points, but I am skeptical. Well, that was dangerous. You you, you don't ask about dinner. Not in the middle of the crisis like that. We we haven't even gotten to the best part yet. Okay, okay. Breaking news, Manu is coming. <laughs> the wolf's coming in person. He's on his way. <laughs> First, however, Manu obviously has to talk to Driver again. Manu seems to be a talker. He has lots to say to everyone. Still nothing to say to me, though. Hey, Manu, nobody likes a snob, you know? I'm a person, too. Phone has been hung up. We are now waiting for Manu. And then he says, holy shit, a lot of y'all care about my bill and his misadventures with rice trucks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now. (laughs) He realized, now at this point, he's realized it's been like two hours and he's realized that, wow, there are thousands of people retweeting his uh, his story. All right. So then he goes on. No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He says, we're still waiting for Manu, but we're getting popcorn. Oh, yeah. Visit the loo, order some rice. He was telling people to go do that. Yeah, okay. I got it. Okay, update. Manu called again. He is lost and needs directions. Oh, no. (laughs) Mom is making everyone eat food while we wait. Ironically, there is no rice on menu. (laughs) (sighs) Update. Mom just called back. I think Manu may have arrived. Okay, we're outside. Sorry about delay, but we're dependent on Mob, who doesn't give a fuck about anyone during dinner, even Manu. Since I know I cared about this and was wondering, Manu kind of looks disappointingly average. He's just normal, random Desi uncle in shirt pant. Sad. I don't know what a shirt pant is. Uh, that's the um, the really baggy pants. We called them hammer pants, kind of. Not parachute oh, okay. pants, Kwani, yeah. but yeah, yeah, they kind of just hang, you know? Okay. Manu, Lori Driver, and Bill are now all talking, literally all talking at the same time. <laughs> No, I told you. No, you said yeah. no, yo. What I told you. No, that's not what I said. Don't cut me off. <laughs> Bill shows off his chops and seizes the floor. Uh-oh. What? Bill is now making what appears to be a passionate case. Manu certainly appears sympathetic. He is nodding. Manu is now nodding at what driver says. Manu nods at everyone. Uh-oh. Bill just played the are you married card. This is escalating. Manu's sense of husbandly empathy has been invoked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm telling you. You guys do not understand what this is going to do to my marriage. Are you married? Okay. Because <laughs> I might not be after tonight. This doesn't get fixed. <laughs> it turns out Manu is indeed married. Bill is visibly relieved. <laughs> Commiserate. Lori Driver wants them both to know that he too is married. In a tragic twist, Lori Driver's marriage was not deemed worthy of discussion by anyone. Lori Driver is now my rooting interest. It appears Manu is brokering some sort of compromise. Apparently compromise is that if Bill buys some sacks of rice and then Manu will make the rest just go away. Number is under negotiation. <laughs> Manu has, open, has opened aggressively with a you take half and I take half offer. Bill has countered by pointing out in that case, Manu will need to take, will need to take him too. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I, I won't have a couch to sleep on. Right, seriously. I can't take half of a dumpster of a dump truck worth <laughs> of, of rice. A dump truck worth of rice. Bill is now saying he can do ten bags, but does Manu want a bottle of scotch thrown in? I deeply admire this man's commitment to corruption. <laughs> Plot twist. Manu is a teetotaler, apparently. I have no idea what that means. I don't know what a teetotaler is. I don't know what a teetotaler is. The lorry driver has shared that he, however, would rather like a bottle of whiskey. He is also willing to accept rum. He's accommodating like that. (laughs) Manu has informed him he won't be getting anything of the sort. Lorry driver looks unhappy. Lorry driver is no longer speaking up when Manu wants him to chime in. He'll turn. Oh, Bill just produced a, an MS Donnie Tom Brady level comeback and has sent for rum for lorry driver. He is exploiting the breach. So now he's going to give them all some, some Everybody's going to get some booze. So Everybody's going to get this right. rice out of my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, mom wants to go to bed and I need to convince her not to. She is our only window into this ricely saga. Send thoughts and prayers. Update. Mom is not going to bed just yet. I invoked this ridiculously large audience and it swayed her. <laughs> wow i think she may be judging y'all for caring this much about rice it's not been- the rice nobody <laughs> cares about the rice <laughs> this is family drama every family has had it's just been about different stuff <laughs> right but she's been judging me my whole life too you'll be fine oh here it comes neighbor uncle has emerged wearing curta pajama he wants Uh-oh. to solve the problem himself <laughs> Oh my God. Getting the block involved, man. Neighbor uncle has unemerged because he was not wearing a mask and neighbor aunt was shouting at him. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Bill and Manu seem to be closing in on a deal in the 20 to 25 bag range. Lorry driver is now not even trying to hide his alignment switch. They're now shaking hands. I believe we may have an accord. Final terms, 23 bags, one bottle Old Monk, one bottle Scotch. Everyone is exhausted. Everyone's exhausted. Lorry Driver is the best fucking negotiator of the lot. Uh-oh, it's not over. Oh, it's not over. Oh, God. Now who will unload 23 bags argument has started. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so these must be like giant, like flower-esque type bags. That's the only thing I can imagine. Because if they were like little, you know, like little well yeah no you, bags you, no no no, no no i'm you're talking bulk rice like this yeah, in a you're talking truck. like now big... I'm, I'm actually impressed that they're in bags but anybody who's ever been to a sam's club or a costco you know what bags we're talking about they're they're it's like a size of know, a person 100 right? pound bags of rice that yeah. you, you got to throw up over your shoulder and, and they want to unload 23 of them yeah all right Lorry driver is sick of the shit. He has told helper to unload bags. <laughs> you <laughs> go, go get bags unloaded. Go. <laughs> Ensign red shirt. This is your job. <laughs> the only reason I brought you on this yeah. stupid venture. <laughs> helper, lorry driver, and Bill are now unloading bags. This will take a while. Manu's work is done. He is leaving. This is not the only crisis he needs to solve tonight, no doubt. No rest for the elite specialist. Neighbor uncle has reemerged, now wearing mask. (laughs) Oh, good. Bill just asked neighbor uncle to help with bags. I don't think I've ever seen a senior citizen walk home that fast. (laughs) (laughs) You want to get involved? You want to help? Here, start grabbing bags of rice. I'm going back inside. (laughs) 
correction, he is not a senior citizen. Apparently, my mistake. Mm. Okay, bags have finally been unloaded. Bill is now tipping lorry driver and helper. Helper also wants a bottle of Old Monk. Bill is so broken, he just said, okay, sadly, and went in to get it. (laughs) Okay, fine. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Okay, goodbyes are being said. Bill and lorry driver are now besties, it seems. Bill made a joke about hell of a night. Both laughed. Lorry driver made a joke about how Bill's night is only just beginning because he because has to he go, has back, to go in. back inside. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Bill did not laugh. <laughs> I bet not. <laughs> okay, mom's had enough. Everyone has. We all have jobs and beds and lives to get to. So to wrap up, Bill says in the morning he will call friend who works at an NGO to donate the rice. All's well that ends well. Almost. You see, Bill has just realized he was caught with cigarettes. (laughs) He seems much less eager to go in than 10 seconds ago. (laughs) Mom, however, is 100% done. So we end our live report this morning with these final images for you of a man standing on his veranda, surrounded by 23 sacks of rice, afraid to open his own front door. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> the end. Wait. <laughs> I wanted to see the image. I thought when you said images, <laughs> I thought we were going to actually get pictures. No. Oh, he didn't my have any pictures. Yes, I could see him right now. And you know what? At this point, have a smoke. <laughs> right? In your rice bunker. <laughs> and just go, well. You know what? Damage is done. I might as well just take a minute and relax. <laughs> right here in front of the door. I'm just going to, yeah. <sighs> That's hilarious. That's good. I'm glad you shared that story. That's kind of fun. Yeah, it wasn't that was a good one. That was fun. I feel bad for Bill. I feel bad for Bill, too. I, I want to send him a, you know, a card and maybe some rice cakes. Because what's so funny to me is, can you imagine... Like the the initial reaction from the wife. Yes, yes, I can. One hundred percent can. <laughs> the whole gambit of emotional turn. I can see the whole thing play out. Shock and awe lasts for a while. You got a dump truck roll up full of rice. <laughs> the first thing that you are dealing with is a shock and awe state complete disbelief <laughs> then when you have to explain that you did it <laughs> and, <laughs> and it goes from shock and awe to complete disgust and and disdain for your existence <laughs> and then it migrates then into a a bitter acceptance fine you think you're so smart and you're gonna save all this money by doing it in bulk well you freaking deal with it mister don't you dare come back in this house until all of that junk is off my lawn and i want it done right now (laughs) and and that cycle keeps 
repeating <laughs> every time she takes one look out the window. <laughs> the only thing that changes is in her mind what the end result could be. And that goes every that starts with an argument to couch to never seeing you again to divorce to death even there is contemplation of murder and i'm gonna bury you in the backyard and cover you with rice (laughs) (laughs) and and just when that comes down she looks back out the window again (laughs) and then off we go And then the cigarettes. <laughs> oh, no. That's what hurts me the most for him. I'm like, never get into two simultaneous arguments. Never. <laughs> Just pick one. <laughs> take the one, you know, eat your grow, take your licks, get through it. But when you add another stupid decision on top of it, oh, especially smoking. Uh, it that's that's just <laughs> bill i'm so sorry for you right i love you big bill. dumb dumb I... <laughs> <laughs> I, Man, how... I feel for you but i just can't reach that far <laughs> how long would it take for them to eat a whole sack of rice let alone 23 sacks of rice i guarantee you she told him <laughs> more than once <laughs> or asked him the question what the hell are we going to do with all that? That would feed us for five years if we ate nothing but rice. What were you thinking? Don't talk to me. Don't answer the question. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. Uh, to answer your question, I, I cannot imagine what that would have gone like or sounded like at all. <laughs> All right. Well, good times. It was good times. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Yep. Thank you all. Oh, here's another fun thought. Just speaking of thinking of how this is going to go down. How do you think the conversation is going to go down with my wife when she hears me relaying this whole (laughs) thing, when she listens to this later on? I don't know, but you got to call and put her on speakerphone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't trust you that much. You'll probably record it and put it out there as DLC for the rest of our listening audience to listen to. I would never do that. Ever. You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, <sighs> thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you for that. That's, Appreciate that's it. Good, that's good stuff. <laughs> and, and for everybody listening, as always, you can catch all of our stuff out at fusionunderground.net. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com at fusion underground uh or forward slash az uh underground fusion underground gosh i can't even like i can't even speak anymore let me try that again you can find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash az fusion underground of course we're also on youtube and um you can find us on twitter at the fu brothers um, if you go out to our website, you can get all of the RSS feeds and you can find us on Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Apple. Send us emails at 
you can send emails to contact at fusionunderground.net. For Jason Moret, I'm Manuel Ramirez, and you've been listening to the Fusion Underground. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night.